Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies Podcast. I am your host, Austin Alvarez. Today's another good one. As you, I always tell you guys that, but they're always usually pretty good. Today, we are joined by somebody who is a very prominent figure in the cryptocurrency space. We have Miguel from Dollar Cost Crypto. Miguel, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Sheesh. Thanks for having me, man. Holy shit. Dude, that intro was sick, dude. I really like that intro, thank man. Thank you. Like, Black Ice is somewhere crying in the corner. Jealous. <laughs> Black Ice Wham. asked me to make him an intro after he saw it when he came on. He was like, he was like, I need an intro like that. I'm yeah, like, that's. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, you should check out my intro. My intro is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> if you have seen it. Yeah, I've, well, I mean, I, I've seen yours. Yours is great. So, uh, go ahead and let the people know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Dollar Cost Crypto. My name is Miguel, and I'm a man known by many names in the crypto community. I'm Hex Jesus, first and foremost. Dollar Cost Crypto is my YouTube channel. Um, Dogecoin Muhammad, Litecoin Moses. I'm a man of many names and faces, but uh, most people know me from YouTube as Dog Cost Crypto. I have, I'm the co-owner of, uh, of um, Crypto Mindset, and we are the largest cryptocurrency education course in the world. That so. is insane, because I was very closed off at to how influential and how big crypto was up until yeah. doing your guys' shows here at the studio. So... For people, because I, you know, I do have a a, a good spread of people uh, as my audience, a lot right. ranging from thirteen years old all the way up to I have some people in their sixties, and we're worldwide too. So explain to people who may not be aware of why they should be into crypto. Explain to them why they should be in crypto right now. Well, I could tell you the greed side, or I could tell you the fear side. I mean, what would you like first? I feel like we have to hear the fear side because I do have a question that pertains. To that. I want to see if you if you hit it. Basically, the fear side is that the um, the government. There, so there's right now there's 134 governments around the world that are planning within the next two years to launch a di central bank digital currency, and what this is is basically a not even a precursor, but it's basically a system where all money is digitized. It most money is already digital, but we do have physical cash. But a truly digitized cryptocurrency um, kind of a currency and stuff, where basically programmable money where so the, what ends up happening is that eventually your paycheck they could add certain things to it so let's just say the government gives you money or you end up you start making money right and they could put a time limit where like if you don't spend this in the next 48 hours it disappears from your bank account so that's the more draconian side that's more of the, like there's two there's kind of two sides of this there's the china side which is full-on like evil and then you have china light which is going to be the united states and everyone falls somewhere in between of like you know, it's it's this crazy thing where they can track all money. They, there's no escaping taxation anymore. Um, there's we're going to go toward a cashless society. So the only way to fight against this is basically with cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and Bitcoin and stuff, which in themselves they they are not perfect, but because they're they're so decentralized and centralized to some certain points that you can send money, no one can stop it. Like I could send you, I could send you a million dollars of Bitcoin or a million dollars of Ethereum or USCC or Tether or something like that or Hex and It'd get there in 13 seconds, 10 seconds. And there's and I could send it to anyone. I could send it to your mom on the other side of the world if she needed the cash. And that's that's the beautiful thing because it can't be stopped. They can't control it. And that's what they're scared of is that they like the the way they have power is being middlemen and influence. And if they don't have if they're not that middleman, then they they lose that power over you and stuff. So the, right now we're we're in sort of this secret digital war right now. And people, right. and people and people and it's very on the surface. Most people just think like, oh, if I if I'm in the central bank digital currency, I'm gonna like the way they're gonna the way they're gonna rope everybody into it is like this. They're going they're gonna cause like, oh my god, the economy is doing really terrible and stuff. Here's a stimulus check. We're gonna start giving you if you sign up to the app right now. In the in three look, if you sign up to the app today, you will get your money today, or you can wait three weeks and get it into a check. And then that's the first time. The second time. Um, you have to go on the app this time around. And this that's the problem is that they'll, they'll honey dick you. They'll they'll give you like cash a couple times, and eventually everyone's on the everyone's on the app, and then they'll start trying to get rid of cash, and then, boom, digital slaves. So you definitely hit my question because I I, I was going to ask what perceived dangers are there if the government tries to move from cash. And you literally hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, which no. Is why I wanted you to explain it. No, no, it's 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 really dangerous because like the 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 most because I mean cash cash and everything all this stuff we're working for whether it's money Bitcoin or anything or gold or silver or whatever the hell everyone perceives as value is energy right and what they're trying to take away from us is the ability to save when you can't save money we essentially become almost like hunter gatherers where like as soon as we run out of food 
We have to go out there again. And it puts you, it, put, it makes you literally a slave because you can't store anything up. So imagine you can't save any money. If you can't save any money, then you can never change your life. And now you're stuck exactly where you are. So the only, so it ends up making the world even more violent, actually, because then the only way you can do anything is through violence at that right. point. It's forcing your way yeah. into getting what you need. So, and then at that violence point, then they put down, they put you down. And then basically there's, there's, we have a caste slave system again, truly. That's wild. So I never, I never get that side of crypto because usually when you and Charlie are in, it's always, you know, oh, greed. hey, greed. Yeah. Greed. It's always greed, which yeah. is like probably how it's like how most people probably see the stock market. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is like there's, there, if you look at the percentage, because like we're really good onboarders into crypto, right? The most people respond to 80%. It's like 80, 20 principle, 20% probably res, uh, go to fear and technology really versus 80% is greed and money. And because for most people, you know, most people are just trying to get by, you know, they just right. want, they want to turn like, if, if you get like right now, if you, if you bought a hundred dollars of Ethereum today in two years, it turned to $800. And that's what, like, literally one of the two blue chips, Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, that, that's that's blue chip money. That, that's the kind of money you can make versus in the stock market, right? You put $100 in the stock market, it'll take you seven years before you double it. Wow. So eight times in two years or a 2x in seven. So by the time, by the time, in order to even equal those gains out, I mean, it would just take so many years. I mean, it would it would take something like 21 years for you to equal up the same money that you made in crypto in eight years. That's why the two complete dislocation of just like how much money is out there and so, but that has to do a lot of them with the dynamics of it being more. Um, there's less supply. It's the supply is completely owned, and that's and that's the big problem with stocks as well is that a lot of times there's like there's um they're lending out a lot of stocks that like if you want Robinhood and you have your stocks on there, you don't really even own your own stocks. That's that's the trip. That's the trippy thing about this whole thing is that. Um, it, it, because you have ownership of it, you can you can uh, you can buy your crypto, take it off the exchange. You you own it in your own custody. They have to pay you for the ability to like the reason you're they, like these entities are able to long and short and stuff. And you've seen all the stuff that's going on with like GameStop back in the day, right? Right, right. The only reason that was able to happen is because they controlled all the shares on there, so they were just lending it out. But imagine, imagine like what what, what ended up happening with the short squeeze there with them is like. There wasn't enough shares to do so, so they were in this huge trouble. Where like, if the price kept pumping, they were they they were gonna. It, there wasn't enough shares to dump the price down, so they were in deep shit. So that's why they had to like pause pause trading and stuff, and, and basically kind of jerry rig the system so they wouldn't get fried. Basically, right. So there's all these like good points about crypto yeah. being decentralized and being you know nobody's gonna stop me from sending it. But how? safe is cryptocurrency in its actuality because there can't it can't be a hundred percent safe no 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 it's not no like so most people lose their money right in the beginning because they don't know what they're doing so um there's these there's, there's these like long addresses so it's like 32 it's like 32 numbers or 16 numbers it depends on the um on the on which one we're on what chain you're sending it on but um basically you have to match up the exact numbers so let's just say it's like a, B, C, D at the last numbers, and then yours, and then you check A, B, C, D. You have to double and triple check that you're sending the exact, you have to copy and paste the address, double check that what you're sending it to, and then you send it over. If you're doing that, it's rel it's very, very safe, but what ends up what ends up happening is people manually type it, which is a terrible, oh, yeah. terrible idea for the most, sometimes you, I've had to do it myself. This is way back, this is like in 2016. Now you can just copy and paste it really easy, and so there, there's just, there was like these mechanisms where you weren't even really able to copy and paste at all. So yeah, you had to manually type everything out. And yeah, one character wrong, holy shit, you're sweating bullets, right? But now you can copy and paste and there's like QR codes and stuff like that, but you still need to like triple check the first six, the last six, right? Kind of make the joke, like watch your six. <laughs> but but it, it is relatively very safe. But the, the problem is, is like, like you see that you know, the notebook you have there, right? Correct. So people would, you, you have to write down these passwords. So like your, your wallet has like a... Yeah, I, like I have, I have, you know, saved, not, I don't want to say saved on my phone because I do, but I also have it backed up physically correct you you want yeah the thing is is like where people get hacked is that they put their passwords on the iCloud on they take a screenshot leave it in notes um office word or any, you know you're, no it has to be in the analog in the real world where the it, only people who can see it are the people that can touch see it, it grab it, touch right? it it's so crazy like the most technological thing in the world and you need in the most safest way to store it is in the real world <laughs> yeah I mean I've seen people who uh, there's a guy I used to follow on YouTube who was super serious about cybersecurity in the fact of, he's like, hey, you just got that brand new Mac. Let me show you everything you want to do and why you're not going to do any of it if you want to stay completely anonymous. Right. 
and he was like, yeah, so you want to use characters uh, for your, your names and also use words that aren't in the English dictionary, just make up words, and then write it down and then bury it. And I was like, dude, the amount of paranoia on this is insane. Like, I get it. You want to be safe. Like, I was just hacked a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, shit. I was here going through. Uh, they got into my Google account, oh, and they okay. tried to buy Samsung phones on my on my Amazon account. Wow. And I knew it wasn't me or my girlfriend because I was like, we, we're, this is an Apple household. Right. Not going to be buying any Samsung stuff. But yeah, like I, so I I eventually had to like invest in a password manager. Dang. And you know, and so Pass, they, password managers are okay as long as it's not crypto. Pa- password right, password no, no. managers, terrible. Where's the camera? Terrible idea. Don't do that. Analog. I've I've ha- I had a couple of students. So um, we I have like twelve thousand active students right. that, that are like literally like we have a bunch of Telegram chats and stuff like fuck Discord. Um, <laughs> yeah, you fuck Discord. Discord's <laughs> trash. Don't use that for crypto. Except for our Discord, which you can join in the link below. But right. we're not trading. It's, it's got to be social. But if you're doing stuff with crypto, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Right. Like, like if I'm being for real right here, right? If you're doing some dirt, if you're doing dirt. Don't do it on Discord. Like, if you, if you see when how they process, they were prosecuting and they try to trial out like um, and who they it, give give amnesty to. They give amnesty to furries. Knowing, no, I, I, <laughs> well, I, I, I know they're real. I know yeah, they're real yeah, about that. But, but they but, like yeah. they like do child grooming, Ooh. and they're like, but like a lot of people at Discord are furries, and they're like, ah, it's, uh, there's nothing wrong here. And then like somebody like me joins like. A group that we like to talk about guns, and they're like, "That's wrong. We're banning this." And it's like, "Wait a minute, we didn't do anything right. illegal." <laughs> right. The Second Amendment, right? Oh, fuck that shit, right? Yeah, they're like, the only amendment you get is for furries. All right. right. Well, by bare arms, they meant furry <laughs> arms. That's what they meant. <laughs> the right to bear <laughs> arms is the costume arms. Damn it, not guns. No, but um, what were we talking about originally? I got uh, that furry shit like took me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how you have students who. D- used password managers. Yes, so we had we had students use password managers, and they got it got hacked. And this the, the, and this was like explicitly we had told them not to do this. We and we had never heard of a password manager getting like hacked, but one recently did get hacked, and some people got drained out of like you know tens of thousands of dollars, thousands right. of dollars, five hundred. And as soon as that, but the thing is because it takes such a long time to to move money like this that a lot of the students we were able to put the the notice out there, and they were able to just change move their money off to a brand new wallet. That wasn't attached to that one. Ah, uh, okay. But that's the da- that's the danger. Like it's got to be analog. So if it's analog, it's safe. You put it away. You know, behind your like even you, it's literally it would be safer underneath your bed, right? Like then ha- on the internet and stuff. And back that, to the Great Depression, you start stashing money under the mattress. I mean, hey, that's how you do second arms. I mean, there's a reason we live in Nevada right now. Hey, there is. I tell people you like you like uh, your guns, but you also like you know a little. There isn't that many home invasions. There isn't that many home invasions here in Nevada. There is. But it's very low compared to other states. Correct. Because you will get blasted. So you want to become Swiss cheese? Come, come to my house. Come bracket. Come come to my house at 3 a.m. And uh, you may not you may not like <laughs> this. This is terrible. Uh, so mo- moving on from that, I found an article uh, pertaining to a bunch of horror stories in crypto. Yeah, George yeah. has it right here. Uh, George, if you want to give kind of a gist of the first one and we can, we can start going into uh, – I want to hear yes. your thoughts on yeah, this. Yeah, of course. So this article reads, uh, it's kind of like the creepy stuff about crypto, right? So when the powers above turn the lights off is the title to this section. It says, imagine putting all your savings or at least a major chunk of it into cryptocurrencies only to wake up and to realize that your country has banned crypto. (laughs) That happened on September 24th when crypto trading and mining was outlawed by China. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They, they kept. They kept. Now, the Chinese were very good at. Out, they, they do this on purpose for the most part. So, okay, where do I start this off, man? <laughs> Woo. Okay. So, okay. With, basically, with China and stuff, they're still doing illegal. They're, they're still. They were. They, they basically by doing that, they pretty much destroyed about their their entire mining industry, which is really stupid. Right. But they about ninety five percent of miners did turn off. But there was still like there's always people doing some shadow stuff in the background. So what ended up happening is a lot of these mining companies ended up moving oil. Like so, okay, I I gotta be careful how I say this. Okay, allegedly, allegedly, some of these Chinese citizens made invest since they're not allowed to invest into cryptocurrency or not allowed to invest into certain things, because they're so afraid of money being like they're like. The reason China isn't an open currency is because anytime they've opened the currency up, a tri- you have a trillion dollars of, of capital flight 
that happens. So the Chinese government is very specific where they can put their money. So what these guys do is it's okay to invest into fracking or it's okay to invest into certain type of um, um, oil oil investments, right? So what they do is they overpay. So imagine it's like a half a million dollar investment. I'll pay 1.5. And without you knowing is there's natural gas on there. And what a lot of these guys did is that they invested into oil and gas, used used the because it produces actually a lot of energy when you're taking out all this oil and gas. They use that to mine Bitcoin rigs or on site secretly on these things. So imagine you overpay. I pay a half, like let's just, if, it, if it wasn't rip off prices, it'd be like I pay a million dollars and I'd have like basically three hundred thousand dollars of equipment, somebody running it, and then. Some and then like free electricity there, it would basically like the government would know I have making this income, but I'm storing up Bitcoin on secret there. Oh, and, and Ethereum back in there, but I guess it's all Bitcoin now since we went proof of work. That's what was going on. But the, the government does that in order to, to create these pump and dump cycles. They just recently allowed people to sell their Bitcoin again, and now they can buy it and sell it again. So basically, what the, what the Chinese government just did recently is that they just bought the low. So they just told their people, hey, yeah, you guys can buy. And so they, they first at the bottom of the market said you can sell your Bitcoin if you want. And then about three months ago, they just allowed everyone to buy again. So three months ago, the price we were talking about Ethereum is like $1,200, $1,400. We're $2,100 right now. That And the low was 700 bucks. So effectively, they got the people of China to start buying crypto at the bottom of the market. And that seems shady. <laughs> that seems shady, but it's good on the – I mean, hey, they're going to make money. The one thing I've watched, like the last bull market – Bitcoin should have hit over $100,000 and we didn't because basically in the that's like when they outlawed Bitcoin, they were like everyone was buying, but the China, the Chinese engine was off. If China was online, we probably would have hit 100,000 and some change and then crashed. But we only made it up to like $69,000. And that's just because like it does it's a global market. It, if it was like some tiny country, it wouldn't matter. But China, you know, China yeah, China it's a huge country. Yeah, so you definitely need it. And the, it's you got to be crazy. Like like basically one of the other reasons why like so many people in in China buy crypto as well is that um, anytime there's a political party that because it's not just like it's not like a two party system. It like originally it was like a five and six party system. Now they're down to like three parties. So what's going on is like during the 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 teens, the twenty teens, uh, one of the the four, there was four political parties in China and they were they were starting to do genocide on these. On one of the political parties in China, so they're the main ones that started buying a lot of the real estate around the world. Is because they were like running away with capital they had. That what was going on. So that's what. So so the fact that they were they were committing genocide on on that group of people or that party of people, could that have been why we saw such an influx of Chinese investments in like San Francisco yes. property and real estate yeah. and. Every, but but then from there, people like so. Imagine you're not part of the main party or the main two parties. The third party probably saw. Yo, just in case, let me go buy. Like, as you think about it, like the way the way a lot of these guys do is that you buy a fifty. And the thing is, they used to have they used to have less stricter laws. Like, um, I used to live out in the Monterey County and stuff, so people would buy properties out there in Carmel, Carmel by the sea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really expensive property. Buy play Pebble Beach where they have all the masters and stuff uh, for golfing. Oh no! Nice. And and they, they what they would do is there would be these tour buses packed like sardines. Chinese yeah, and they would be there and they'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to buy that one. All right, let's see the next one. So they would all have about $25,000, $10,000 of cash. Imagine a whole bus. They would as like all, a down payment, as right? As a down payment. The whole family would just like take this cash out. They would they would put a down payment on the house. Then they'd come back next year pay, and start paying off the houses like that. And, and this is how the families were able to like store capital, store cl- these empty houses. They would try to rent them, but like these empty houses here, it, it just have millions of dollars touched away just in case they ever run away. They have money here. And and they don't care if they take a 50% loss on the property or, or a 20% loss. Because it's their life. It's their life because now we have capital and then we, we we're not starting at zero, which I, I totally respect. Dude, I understand that completely. Fuck, like who wants to live in that, right? Right. Right. And this, and, and but the richer, the richer Chinese or the richer people, right? What they do is that they buy these, 10 million 30 million dollar properties then you go to a then you go to a bank you take a loan on it you take an 80 percent ltv loan which is like loan to value so i could i can pull out 40 like let's say on a 10 million dollar property i could pull out four to eight million depending on the bank four million dollars take that go into the stock market and you kind of wash money that way but you also that's a way to wash money with drugs and stuff like that, what, what they do with illicit businesses because then from yeah, there, well, like, how do they do that george write this down oh yeah, yeah oh, so, dude trust me i watched uh here, here's the abcs right here <laughs> i was like I, I learned a little bit from ozark but i'm learning more right now <laughs> well no, there's you know you have a kind of a shady business making this money and then from there you buy real estate when then when the real estate you take a loan on the real estate and then 
from there, you then use that to invest in the stocks. And then when, when they look into you, how did you get this money? Oh, I borrowed on my property. Oh, okay. That makes, they don't really dig that Instead deep. Instead of, oh, these are capital gains or, yeah. or money that I'm moving from one business to another, maybe yeah. irresponsibly or illegally. Or illegally. And then over time, um, the stocks and stuff and the other investments do so well that that generates more income. And then from there, you have this trail of like clean money of like, wow, wow. Then they have to really dig deep, deep, deep if they're really investigating you and stuff. But um, but then people do but th that's on the on the criminal side on the other on the other what they're doing is like they're just trying to have their money over here just to have something basically because if at any point you're not you're not you're not the favorite anymore or and then they come after you and you run away and then you have nothing because they because they, they control your savings right. your money the richest man in China they made him disappear Jack Ma they made him disappear he just came back they sent him to a nice little internment camp to teach him to re you know re-educate him a little bit because he was talking a little crazy and he didn't even say that much crazy he was just saying yeah i just wish the the system wasn't as like t like t i'd be able to do more interesting things with tech and then miguel you need to honestly yeah i think you need to learn a little something man are you are you saying that on yourself yeah man you know just i think <laughs> awesome i think i think we got to take him i think we got to take him in yeah, uh, Miguel, when you leave, there will be four blacked out Suburbans out front. Wait, hop in the you. third one. Yeah, hop in the third one. Okay, I got you. No, no problem, homies. <laughs> All right, let's hop to the next one. What does the next one say, George? Okay, so this kind of like talked about where a lot of the crypto miners went. They went to Kazakhstan. Yep. Um, and then Mongolia too. And then October 1st, uh, the country's energy uh, minister proposed a draft bill to limit the nationwide total electricity consumption for new miners. So it's like a curse that won't let go because I would imagine anywhere you go, you're fucked, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because well, they're just going to raise the energy bill. Yeah, because China, China's gigantic, right? So imagine, I mean, Kazakhstan, or did they have the same problem in Mongolia? People don't know that one, but they, a lot of people they, they fled either that way or that way, basically. Right. They went to the basically the closest people that aren't Russia. The, that are Russia, right? And um, they ran off to these places. Well, what happens? I mean, you take even if, even though the miners are a small amount of people, it's a small amount of it's a small percentage of the population of China, which means that's a large population. Right. That's else. still 30,000 people, people that are just instantly migrating to your right. your country and you're like wait a minute wait a minute our power grid was already terrible yeah and they're frying the electrical grids and stuff because how much energy they're, they're paying they're legally they are paying money to like to, to use electricity but it's such a drain on the system it's just like everyone going electric right now in california <laughs> putting i mean like you yeah, heard about how this. dare they install solar not like my house which has solar panels no, so, on I mean, it solar solar makes sense here when we're in the desert right same thing with la and right say, like it, Cal, most of california and most of like, uh, like arizona san francisco Right, San Francisco is a little close to the ocean, but you can still have some solar there. It's fine, um, but the problem, like you, like Oregon, would be a bit of a problem, I would say, with all the forests and stuff. But um, but still, anywhere there's sunlight, it makes sense, right? But what's what's going on there is like you know the, the infrastructure hasn't been invested into for a long time. We we we're basically running on like 80s to 50s technology in terms of the infrastructure. That we need trillions of dollars of infrastructure and stuff like that. And what's going on is that as more of these electric cars are being put out and stuff because it's an arms race because people have now figured out like, holy fuck, Tesla's made a lot of money. I want money. And everyone else is rushing. I mean, like, um, the Dodge just recently retired all the, like, the, they've retired all the V8s for the Dodge Chargers and Challengers and made them all electric. Now you still can buy the V6s and stuff, but who the fuck wants that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, yo, is it... Is it there's kids watching right now, right? Always go for the V8. Just trust. Even you get the cheapest one, but always go for the V8. I've never had a, never had anything higher than a V6. Oh man, we gotta put you on. My bro. current car, it's, a, it's basically a go kart, even though it's a Jeep. Yeah, it's four cylinder. Oh, Jeeps are nice though. Eh? Je it's a Patriot though, so it's not as the. Eh. Yeah. Jeeps are that's a little I, I could respect the Jeep and stuff because like those are just like they're they're, they're kind of outdoory cars and stuff you're not supposed to go crazy fast in them. I couldn't if I wanted to. I go zero to sixty in about six months in that car. <laughs> All right, George, what's, what's the next one? <laughs> so this one is talking about uh, the virtual vampires. We were talking about hackers a little bit virtual earlier. Okay. Um, on So this is, I don't know when this was written, but there was one time where a hacker stole $600 million from Chinese DeFi platform Poly Network, mm. making it the biggest hack in DeFi history. But there was also another attack on another DeFi platform, Cream Finance. Oh, uh, Cream. <laughs> um <laughs> So hackers steal a lot of shit, Miguel. Oh no, definitely, man. They're like people are trying to like bug it out, but this is this is this is the growth trajectory and stuff because all these hacks are happening now before like really a bunch of like it, it, like so I've been, I've been it's crazy how much stuff I say and then it literally gets on the news within a year later and stuff or I've had content creators biting my shit 
all the time. But um, I've been saying for maybe like two years now that like at most 4.5% of the population of the world has touched crypto in some way. And that means like owned Dogecoin or owned it like somehow a little bit. But I'm a part of that percent. Yeah, yeah. Just you owned it even for a second, right? But realistically right now, I mean, during the like if you asked me six months ago in terms of the world populations using crypto, I would have told you it was like 10% of a percent is actively oh. using crypto. <laughs> right now, we're probably like half a percent right now. Of, just because of, that are of, using it regularly. That that are own, no, that just own it. Like power oh. power power users. Oh my god, it's fractions. There's probably like a million power users. Total in the world. T total in the world. Yeah, power use DeFi wheeling and like my like like literally like probably my students wise like we're probably like half a percent of all the power users in the world. That's got to be a flex. That's got to be some oh, sort it's of a, it's it's a flex for sure. But but it's <laughs> but it's also like there's that's how much room there is to grow because it, the thing is <clears throat> it's like think about it at the gym. How many people are six packed out versus like just go to the gym or try to go to the gym? Right. It's like you have a large portion of the population that doesn't go to the gym. Let's just say half of them don't. Half of them occasionally go, and then you have the the the, the fucking the, the the elite. That's how the that's how it always works. It's always like these kind of like these pyramids and shit, essentially, right? And that's actually a book I was gonna write. I'm gonna write in the future. Um, I've got two books that I'm I'm kind of working on right now. It's like one's called the Book of Pyramids, okay, and the other one is the uh, Book of Gains. The Book of Gains. It's the Book of Gains. So it's like uh, all these proverbs and all these kind of words of like how to make money and stuff like that in crypto. And, well, not just crypto, but just in life. And the other one is mostly like works on Pareto principles and um, essentially Ponzi's. Like, like everything's a, the world's a Ponzi. Everything's a Ponzi. But th there are all these like kind of verticals of like how to um, ascend these dominance hierarchies and stuff. So um, it's... It's a really interesting sort of like I'm st I've got I'm like a quarter done with that one and I'm like halfway done with the Book of Gains right now but I still it'll, it'll be like a couple of years before they're really out and stuff if I'm being honest and stuff. So in your Book of Pyramids, uh, do you talk about how aliens made the pyramids? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, by, by aliens <laughs> you mean Mexicans? Because everyone around the world is like, I wonder who built these 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 pyramids in Egypt and stuff. But then they go to Mexico, it's like, oh, we know who built those. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I saw. You no, know, like, think about yeah. it. Yeah, right? no one doubts who the built, Aztecs, the Aztecs, the, doubt the Egyptians, and the Mayans, or the or the Olmecs and stuff. But no one doubts who made all those pyramids. But in Egypt and everyone else, who could have built these unbelievable, these unbelievable mega structures and stuff? I wonder if it's aliens. Then they go to they go to Latin America and they said, "Oh no, the Beaners totally built those, hundred <laughs> percent." Like, no, there's not even a doubt in the world. It's like, definitely, like the the Latinos made those and shit. But then you go out to Africa, you know, and then you go out there, like, who could have built these these magical things? <laughs> just like I don't give you guys the credit. Yeah, it's like oh these oh the the, the beaners made like there's like no doubt in the world like in America in, in the Americas and stuff like who built these magnificent structures. Even the same thing with the Native Americans. The, the, the America the, there's like um, there's this abandoned city in the middle of the desert built into a um, built into a hillside made right. of stone. Yep. They don't like that's incredible. I actually want to go one day and stuff. It's so cool. It's but it's really out in the boonies and stuff in the desert and stuff. I want to go check that out. But like no one doubts those structures or, or the, there's like these there's lidar scanning all over South. Yeah, America that's been crazy. Have you been keeping up with that? I know Rogan yeah. talks a lot about it. Yeah, Rogan's been talking a lot the about lidar scan. George, are you uh, familiar with that? Not the, familiar. So there's like I don't know if it's a company or a group of people that are able to go and scan into the earth and okay. basically see what's under and they see these giant civilizations. Yeah, like the the they had sent not Lewis and Clark, but um, the some of the conquistadors they ended up yeah. having some guy who who went down the entire um, Amazon River, and he was said he saw mi like just every I mean every couple of miles down the river he was he found these sit not miles but like every ten twenty five miles he would see like these huge cities metropolises and stuff and basically there was they 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 thought it was all bullshit because when the conquistadors came down there like another fifty or hundred years later they were all gone right they'd collapsed at that point right so basically what they were seeing was like the the, the entire the entire like um, Amazon was was filled with people. It was basically the biggest civilization on the planet at the time. Here it is, M mega cities and stuff. It was like it was, of course, along the river. And what ended up happening is that you know, it's not the fault of anyone coming to, but like sometimes you just have certain diseases with you that you just doesn't affect you anymore, but affects other people Correct. who don't have the immunities. And they figured out that most of these immunities are built up because you're around animals a lot. They didn't have domesticate. They didn't really have cows or anything like that. So um, they may have had chickens. I'm not sure, but um, but I'm pretty sure they had cattle though. They, they, mm, Do they have like goats and cattle? Goats maybe, but like I don't think I don't really don't believe they had cows or anything like that. 
oh. and stuff, at least down there. I know they had, there was bisons and stuff up there at the top there, but they were basically saying this is one of the reasons like they like they, they caught all these diseases and they just died off. So over 50 years, you had this huge spread of like almost like the Black Death that just killed everyone off. It collapsed society down. And then it just imagine 95% of your civilization just dying. Damn, that resets everything. And then this is one of the same, like, it's if you're, you guys ever look into the history of like how, um, what's his name, um, Cortez conquered the Aztecs and stuff? It, I've, no, it, not really. It is one of the greatest stories of like, if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, of just a motherfucker rolling nat 20s. <laughs> the whole fucking, like, every time he's like, every, bro, he's like, hey, how are you? Roll for initiative. I roll a nat 20. Uh, they'll do whatever you tell them to do right now. So you invade a village, not 20. You find the hottest bitch ever in the village. And she <laughs> nat 20. She doesn't care if you cheat. <laughs> well, that could have been a nat 2, really, at those times. <laughs> Literally. Damn. But, but, but like, you know, and basically what happened is, that like, Cortez ended up really, like, like, like in some, like, indigenous chick that was there. They taught her, they taught her um, Spanish. They taught her Spanish because, you know, it wasn't English. It was Spanish. And from there, um, she was able to – this chick betrayed the entire empire and betrayed everything She and because she was a part of another tribe that, like, basically everyone hated the Aztecs. And basically, the Aztecs was just the main, the big group, but there's a ton of these smaller clans all over Mexico and below them and stuff like that. So everyone fucking hated them because they were just grabbing clans up. They were just like – you know, you've watched Apocalypto. It's sort of like that. They were just, like, right. brashing, bringing them in, raping the chicks. Bring, putting them in there and then from there sacrificing them on, and they were doing this consistently so everyone hated them so basically all these other subgroups helped Cortez conquer the Aztecs basically because the Aztecs I mean there was like it wasn't that it wasn't like it had thousands of people it was like two to three hundred dudes tops with them they I'm sure they had guns and they had armor yeah, yeah I was say because because Cortez is a Spaniard right right he's a Spaniard yeah I'm pretty stuff. sure they had muskets yeah they had muskets and so they had they had guns I mean flintlock they also had yeah. armor yeah, they had armor as well, so they were surviving, but they were like white men on like I mean they're, they're like w w compared to the other the correct yeah, yeah they look they look white and stuff and they were riding on horses and stuff and just the amount of like natural twenties this guy was rolling so basically by having this indigenous woman she was she was literally like helping them like barter war deals with other tribes and stuff to help out conquer the Aztecs and then on top of that Cortez would kept because he was learning the culture he kept showing up on dates where there was religious significance and like was like and so he just like literally he would come onto a village. On the day where like a god was supposed to come down, a new, like, oh, and, no. and then he's like, "Wow, this is god!" And, and they would like fuck with him for a while, and then eventually he's like, "Wait, something's up with this dude. I don't know what's going on." And then they would, he, they would then like grab a religious leader or the king by the head and stuff. Bring, I want you guys to bring us this much gold because gold wasn't like gold wasn't that precious to them. It was just like something, just like oh, it's like jewelry maybe, but it was like, it, they they didn't really prize it as money really. So they would just they, they would just ransom off the kids. It's it's insane the story. I've never just I've never read a story and listened to a story like that about just a motherfucker getting so damn lucky. It's it's like 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 it was like like Cortez was like his dad was father time and his mom was mother luck or like you know, <laughs> like it's 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 so insane. Like I can't I can't like you guys should definitely like look into the story of it. But like it's blown me away. And of course the reason too is some woman betrayed her 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 culture. <laughs> Of course, shout out to Michael Sartain, you know, who is <laughs> <laughs> also a former guest on this show. Yeah. All right, George, what's the uh, what's the next one? We, uh, we went a little off, which is great. No, I knew this is what we were going to talk about. Bizarre junkies, you guys. Bizarre junkies. This no, seriously. was like low key, like hilarious. So before there was a squid game, South Korean crypto exchanges participated in their own nightmarish death oh, yeah. race this financial year with uh, regulations and the information security management system, the ISMS. Whoa. So I'm, a, I'm imagining, Miguel. They had to take all their money out before September 24th. Mm -hmm. And then on uh, that fateful day, 36 out of the 65 crypto exchanges failed to meet the requirements. So, like, what type of requirements are we talking about? It, and I'm guessing it's South Korea, right? Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, basically, South Korea is, like, pretty... So, okay. So, you know that uh, that previous article you showed where um, $600 million was hacked and stuff like that? And, right. Yeah. And maybe some of it was returned... But basically, that that I don't think that's the largest hack anymore. The largest hack is like six hundred eighty million, and it's from something called the Lazarus Group. The Lazarus Group that sounds familiar. North Korean hacker group. Did they take that from Mass Effect? They, they took it from a South Korean. Uh, oh, I just meant the name Lazarus oh, Group. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I mean, the, yeah, like basically, yes. I mean, these these guys live like decent lives in North Korea, but these are like huge funders of stuff, right? And it's not like. There's anything we they just hack anyone they can, but South Korea is is a really big hub for them to hack because the language is very similar, right? So um, basically, the Lazarus Group hacked a a bridge. So 
bridges are one of the biggest vulnerabilities. So it's really hard to, to hack an exchange now, but it, it's getting hard at DEX because the contract code has been like so whittled down perfect that it's very difficult as, as long as you're not like rolling a brand new code and, and rolling your own stuff, right? So the exchanges are getting tougher and tougher to hack. It's easier to hack an individual, but but a large entity of like that, it's getting tougher because we're over time, we're making these things more and more bulletproof. So what's going on is, okay, what's the next vulnerability? The next vulnerability is something called a bridge. So basically what a bridge is, is you take money from this system and move it over to a completely different system that's on a, like it's, it, they're completely, different code. So imagine I move money to Ethereum to um, Harmony One or Avalanche or, or Phantom or, or Optimism, right? So you, you basically, what, what it does, it's kind of like a bank vault. It holds the tokens here and then it gives you a fake token, but that fake token is actually real now because it holds the value here. So it, it, it basically, it's like they hold, like they hold your token. So like they, they, like I, I send one, it doesn't work, it doesn't work like this because it's, it's usually Ethereum, but like I'll use Bitcoin as an example. It will, I will deposit my one Bitcoin. It will then on a vault, hold the Bitcoin there. And then it will give me a, a, a representation of my Bitcoin on another network that's actually coded in that network as W Bitcoin or just like whatever kind of Bitcoin. And then I spend it just, and it has the same value because the, the people who are earning that money can then just take their little crumbs and then, and then withdraw some of that Bitcoin. It's a receipt. So the main token is still in the Bitcoin network. But there's receipt tokens that like, oh, you just, you hold the ticket and you can just claim your Bitcoin. So let's just say some guy, he traded me the Bitcoin for a bunch of Ethereum. Here you go. Boom. You know what? I want my real Bitcoin. I go to the, I go to the bridge or I go to the, to the, to the, the operating system there, send the thing in and they just give me my Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network. And now it's mine. That's how it works. So what ends up happening is these things hold a ton, a ton of money. So what happens is um, the Lazarus groups hacked Harmony One Bridge which was a South Korean, which was at the time the biggest, um, the biggest L1, or it's like their version of Ethereum that they had in South Korea. They hacked it. They stole 600 plus million dollars. That's actually the biggest hack. And it literally crushed, it crushed. This was during 2022, so it just happened. Um, maybe like seven, eight months ago. And it was during, it was like right after Luna and stuff. It was just, there, there was like a time in the middle of 2022 where it was just like, you were just getting hit by everything. It was like, Three Arrows Capital, uh, which is the biggest, uh, which is the biggest native like um, VC, VC, you know, investors and stuff um, that they came from crypto. They collapsed. That caused Luna to collapse. That caused um, Celsius, um, Celsius Voyager, basically every other thing to collapse as well. And Crypto.com like scaved it by this like skin of their teeth. They didn't. They stayed alive. But then from there, um, then you had a collapse of like, you had all these hacks happening because basically what I think what was going on is just like people owed so much money that I think there was. Um, the large ones were real, but I think some of the smaller ones were fake because I think it was teams basically like we're so fucked right now that they just stole users' money. Damn. Some, not on the main stuff, but on some of like the like the shittier stuff. Just like there's a lot of like there is a lot of fuck around and fuck shit going on, right? But what happens is this is kind of what happens. If you look in the beginning of the stock market, you look at the beginning of these markets, a lot of the same stuff was going on just as well. It's it's not a it's not a market problem, it's a human problem. Humans do this stuff. Right. So, and over time, things build up, protections are being built in, and then people are building in certain code bases or certain um, things to protect against it. So it's, it's getting harder and harder to do, but it still will keep happening for a while. But that, That's insane. Sorry, yeah. not to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 of course, of course. That's wild. Like, that kind of goes back to our thing of like, okay, you know, you have the fear aspect of why you should have crypto, but then also there's this fear aspect of like, wait, why should I put into crypto if this is happening? Well, if you want to be poor your whole life, I mean, so. <laughs> facts hit the Pepe looking at. <laughs> so, so yeah, but like, like, okay, now I'm gonna be poor my whole life if if I don't go into crypto, and then I put all my money into crypto, I got hacked. I'm still poor anyways. Right. So unless you're starting your own business or you invest, like, there's only the, the the two fastest ways to get really rich. It's not trading. It's not trading your time for dollars. It's it's having either a bit having a business. And the business can earn money while you sleep. And so it's like classic, like, oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, make money while you sleep. That's how you become rich. Right. But it's owning a business or owning other people's labor or just, it's something like that, basically, right? Like the fastest way to like, if you put a thousand dollars into a, into starting a business and then your business starts producing you a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's a hundred X on your capital. That's right. incredible. And in, in most human time, that was actually the best thing to ever do is to start your own business or start something, or maybe you and a partner, you and a partner can start a business, something like that. That's what I did with crypto, with crypto mindset, but starting some sort of business but now cryptos in, it has evolved where like you can actually put capital in, into these coins and make just as much as a business or faster where it's all profits and stuff. So you could put, you could put like a thousand dollars into a coin and make 30, 
thousand to like one hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand off that off that money. It's, and that's real, by the way. That's not right. even fake. I'm not. That's like even fake shit. Like there's there a project I invested into where like one dollar for every one dollar I put in, it turned to ten thousand dollars. That's that's wild. Like that's crazy. That that is just. Every time I come, every time like every every time I come on the stream, I just get more gold on me. I just like <laughs> you're gonna come back and you're just gonna be gold plated. Yeah, I wore this ring today just because like I I I um I have this NFT that were that um not not that I own or anything like that, just a buddies of mine. It's called the Red Pill Lions. Yeah, it's the same. Like that looks like a Red Pill Lions thing. Yeah, well, I had this before they even had their their uh, their thing and stuff. But um yeah yeah shout oh yeah shout out to them yeah shout out to the Lions baby. But um, yeah, they're cool dudes. They've been in here. Uh, a few times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to, shout out to the Sabos and stuff. But um, we're actually making a movie with them right now. Yeah, is, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Slasher flick. Um, I don't know how much. Well, I, I could say this. Like, basically, we're we're making a movie where, like, a killer Uber driver, Lyft driver. <laughs> it hasn't been done before. So we're, we're in, we're like, uh, I think right now they're in New York right now casting for some of the female leads and stuff right now. And uh, I think we start filming in, I think, the middle of next month. Which is pretty dope. Cool. What yeah. are you? Are you like the creepy male guy? No, no. I think no. I think I think I'm just doing a cameo. We're doing a cameo in the first one, and then um, when we make the second movie, I'll, I'm actually hello, Moon Gangers. Welcome to my 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 yeah. Uber Lyft ride. I think for the main character, I think we're like we're um, there, there's like a um, not a pass through phase, but basically there's kind of a montage of them him doing Uber rides, and then like we're one of the we're one of the passengers in the Uber ride for like a minute or two, and then that's it. Like. We're just like we're just like doing a short cameo in there and stuff just because it's <laughs> just kidding. Bye bye bye. Sell sell sell. Dude, definitely nerd out on like I mean, there's like a comedic play here. I was thinking maybe a uh, like a cab that's all decked out. Yeah. In crypto, so it's like a cab of crypto. So it's opposite of Uber. So, so we're we're still thinking about doing the show, but um, pen pending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, trademark. Because uh, I, I think we do own this. I think we do. I think we did buy the uh, the rights to this and stuff. Or, I mean, the name and stuff. But we're thinking about doing something in Vegas called Crypto Cab. Basically, okay. just cash cab. Just like, cash just cab, cash, but yeah. you give them crypto. But crypto and stuff. But Congratulations. You, you won one uh, baby shark token. That's worth exactly not even a cent. So basically, in order to do the like the crypto cab show, you, like it's it's now filmed like this. So basically, you you get into the cab, like welcome to the cab, and then they cut away for a second, and then and then the, the Pornhub intro place. No, no, the actual cab's actually on a flatbed, right? It's, and then because like so they have two, they actually have two cabs. So one cab is like they go inside the the real cab, like hey, welcome to Cash Cab, and stuff like that. And then then as then he drives off for a second, and then they pull over. Then yeah. they, then they mm -hmm. t then they go into the real cab, which or usually it's not it's not. On a flatbed, you can, but it's towed. It's towed, yeah. So yeah. you can you can actually drive it and be fine. It's just at some point, you know, like it's just safer to be on a on a flatbed, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, they they make like a specific. Yeah, but that's when things get this. big, bro. But like, I'm gonna we're at some point, and then by this year, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a crypto cab. Welcome to crypto cab, you guys. This is your host, Dollar Cost Crypto. It's gonna be so lit, dude. It's gonna be, and it's not flashing lights and shit. All kinds of. Like, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> but instead of the the theme song, is just gonna be the Pepe song. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's actually the most streamed song. I, I, with, um, Gote or Gote yeah, is like yeah, Gote. Yeah, he basically just allowed everybody just to use a song. Yep, and then it's the biggest song of all time. Yep, most streamed. Song I remember of all time. having to learn that song when I was yep. in middle school. For it's hard, bro. It's not. It's not that hard on guitar. It was, it was oh, actually on, pretty. Pretty. Well, goddamn I, didn't mean, easy. I, didn't, I didn't mean to play it. No, 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 no. I I'm the real deal here. All right, I learned Mark, how to play it. it. Took me about 30 minutes max. Yeah, Return of the Mac is probably the hardest song of all time. If I have had to put like a whole list of like what's like, oh, 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 oh come on. Return. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just hard as fuck. Dude, that is hard as it, it is, but if that song came out today, that would be the biggest song of all time. But it's, but, but it's just like I think pe people have like rediscovered it because um, what's his name, um, um, Post Malone did like a cover it or something, and then people found it out again. But it's a big, it's, I mean, it really is like the reason it's so big is because it's like a, it's like a bit of a hero's journey where like, fuck you, bitch, I'm gonna make my life better. I'm returning to my my old like, but you did, right. like, it, it's basically if most people interpret it. It's like they listen to it, it's like, oh this chick cheated on the dude but screw you i'm gonna make myself i'm returning back to my mac form and that's why people really like it and stuff but anyway that's bizarre it's all right bizarre. that's bizarre junkie uh miguel before we uh before we take off i always ask this of every guest Please. have you ever had a cryptid or paranormal encounter in your life um i would say yes when i was really young i don't know if that was fever dreams or not this is a safe space this but, is a safe space. We can edit this later. 
No, 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 of course. But um, I would say this this happened to me when I was maybe like 12 years old or so. I, I was sick at the time, so I, I may, maybe that's the reason why. But I just remember I was sleeping in my bed and I just felt like I just... Like I like floated all the way to the top of my to the top of the room and stuff, and I felt like I was I was dangling, like someone was holding me. It wasn't like something like my parents lifting me up or anything. It felt like legitimately like I was like I it was I had my eyes closed and I could touch the roof of the actual like of, of like the room I was in, which was pretty tall. We had tall ceilings, so I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall. And then I just felt like I, was, I sunk back down into my bed. That was that was a trippy thing, but um. I guess that that's that's about as paranormal as it ended up happening with me and stuff like that. I mostly, I, in terms of like, I mean, because like I am, I am spiritual, you know. I am into all this. No, What's your zodiac sign, bro? Aries, <laughs> baby. Cuernudo. Before we uh, before we take off, I forgot we have a we have a video uh, that was sent to us earlier today of uh, a Colombian model believes they have gotten clear footage of a UFO. Oh, nice. I mean, does the Colombian model part? not make you just like be like ah i don't believe it <laughs> okay but anyways here's the video pretty wild yo <laughs> that's pretty good yo look at that look at slow-mo <laughs> you see the comment that was the uav i called off a shipment <laughs> well, that's actually isn't pretty good. I mean, that's that's semi convincing. At least it's like it's, it's a little more convincing because it's not just a static shot with something moving across it. It shows shot, it. shot on iPhone. <laughs> shot on yeah. So Miguel, you have a big thing coming up, and I wanted to make sure we gave you time to promote it here yeah, on course. the show. So go ahead and tell everybody what you have coming up. Uh, I think at the release of this episode, starting this upcoming week. Yeah, basically we're having Crypto Mindset Quarter Two coming out, and it's um, the first time we've done it in over six months. The last time we did it was in November of last year, and we managed to get everybody in that course to, you know, we bought the lows of the market and stuff. I mean, all our students are up like two to five times on their capital, which is freaking awesome and stuff. We're the only people out here like really like, you know, banging the war drums to buy, buy, buy. But, um, you know, we're, we're basically what, what the course does, it's kind of it's, it's kind of in a boot camp style. It's about three weeks long. It's about over 20 live classes. So imagine like it's, it's four hour, like it's two four hour classes. Day, day. day and night but they're all pre-recorded so for some reason you can't make it you know but we really do recommend you watch it live because you can ask us questions and stuff but basically it's like me and my business partner charlie from cultivate crypto it's like we're like we're doing these like these these live in-person rock concerts in the morning and at night and uh basically we take someone who doesn't know anything about crypto it, we, it's an a to z course so we get someone that doesn't know anything about crypto and by the time they finish up they're 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 able to like they're able to buy crypto on exchanges take that crypto in their own custody uh, put it away safely take some of their money that they've been they decided to invest in crypto put that into l1s and go on to optimism i mean basically you go from like barely being able to use an exchange to like where you're you're like yield farming or you're like lp providing or you're just holding money you're, you're single side staking on like multiple networks so you go from beginner novice to intermediate now there's a lot of people who promise you stuff or like oh yeah if you take my thing i'm gonna make you advance that's a, that's a lie that's a, that's a, that's a total lie you can take someone that's from beginner to intermediate but you cannot take them to advance it takes it takes a year it takes two three years for someone to really like they get comfortable with it and stuff but it's the fastest shortcut to actually get onboarded into crypto and stuff i mean we've, we've legitimately after this course right now we'll probably have thirteen thousand people we've helped uh, get onboarded into crypto but it's, yeah, Crypto Mindset Quarter 2, and it starts May 6th is when the classes go live, but you'll be able to buy it a little sooner than that and stuff. And then, um, yeah, man, we're, we're skipping Cinco de Mayo <laughs> because right. everyone's going to be hungover. So we decided to go – the first class is going to be on the 6th at um, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 Eastern. They run for four hours, but for some reason you miss classes. Pe I mean, people – all you need is a phone, a tablet, just anything connected to the internet. You can watch it. We, we host them through Zoom, and we usually have about like five or 800 people live watching. Per, per class per class and stuff we, we yeah and they run pretty long and then and as soon as the class is done as well we also do these things called flash webinars which are basically if something major event happens in crypto boom emergency call war room time and everyone jumps in we have these um we, we end up like telling you what's going on and stuff like that or we see an investment opportunity and stuff or what we just oh, um, hey you guys i'm selling because what what we predict is going to end up happening is that we're going to have a really hot summer so in terms right. like crypto is going to go up like bitcoin right now is about uh, I'd say like that eh, $30,000 right now. Ethereum is 2100 Ethereum is probably going to touch $4,000 in the next three months. By the end of summer, you're predicting? By, yeah, but middle to end of summer, probably around June. 
Um, we're, we're touching about like four, four to five thousand on Ethereum, and we're going to be touching maybe like, eh, if we're lucky, thirty-eight thousand to forty thousand Bitcoin dollar Bitcoin, and then we are going to get smashed down by fifty percent. So we're basically almost doing a retrace. We're pumping up like this, and then coming right back down to exactly the price points we're at right now, maybe just a tad lower. And then after that, it's smooth sailing. We're we're off to the bull market after that. So we're we're going to take some profits in the summer. It's going to crash back down. We're going to buy the coins when they're cheap and stuff like that again. And that's kind of like the last train leaving the station. And then after that, like the next year and a half, at least we're all 24, we're, we're in a bull market. That's wild. So we'll have a, a code down below in the description of this show. Uh, it's an affiliate link, but that's how you can find this course. You can sign yep. up. Uh, Miguel, once again, thanks again so much for coming on, man. We've been talking about having you on for... Yeah. A while now, but we finally got around to doing it, and it was a while. That we're gonna have to bring you back for part two, most De definitely. Definitely, man. The show is fun as hell. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I try to. You know, it's it's been a it's been a dream doing this show lately, and it's it's been awesome to receive the report, the support it's been getting, and and all that. Uh, any final things you want to say where people can find you? Yeah, yeah. You can follow me at Dollar Cost Crypto on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, and please go follow these guys on TikTok and stuff like that. This guy's killing it right Thank now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're. Uh, we're doing good on TikTok. That, that'll segue, segue me right into the ending of this show. We're on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. We have added content on YouTube uh, where you can find our documentary videos, our deep dive videos. We have a Discord down below. You can meet with other people. We had somebody join the other day, and they were like, why is this thing not more popping? This channel is great. Yeah. I agree with them. Why are you not down, in, down below? If you don't follow this, man, it's haram. <laughs> But follow them and um, please, uh, if you go on my YouTube or my Twitter and stuff or my uh, Instagram, I have a link tree. All my official links are there. Please, for the love, I'm not going to DM. Like, I've, um, this, this He's is not going to DM you and say, you won the grand prize. I'll right. give you 30 Bitcoin. Give me your address. This is, the, I mean, not to do another little plug here, but this is the reason we, we, we make the courses and we have like the Citadel groups and stuff like that. We have the, these paid Telegram chats. It's because it's, we have a place where people can ask questions safely. If you do never ask questions on 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 either Twitter or, or Reddit or any stuff because there's bots that come out like, hey, I'm from I'm from I'm from MetaMask um what's, what's, I'm from MetaMask help services and stuff. Can I let me help you out? Just sure. give me your login. And that's what they, and people fall for that. People have lost millions of dollars because of these bots and stuff like that. I mean they, they and these scammers try like they if you go on my Instagram, go look up Dollar Cost Crypto. There's about like 12 20 fake accounts of me. That's got to be flattering to some extent, right? But it's also, but it's, no, it's it's disheartening to know that like they're trying to undermine your community. Yeah, but it's also going to be a little flattering that you have fake accounts of you. I mean, but there's like some guy. I mean, I it's sad to say. Like, luckily for the last two three months, no one's gotten hacked. But someone recently told me they got hit for fourteen hundred dollars. Oh. <coughs> so just yeah, just please. That's yeah. how you feel about those accounts right now. Yeah. Haram. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Remember, stay bizarre.